Hi guys, welcome to today's edition of Startup Couches. On the couch today, I'm really excited to have Fernando. He's the CEO of Divengo. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Yes, yes, you are pronouncing it correctly, Lieutenant. Thank you. Yeah, he's the CEO of Divengo and he's on the couch today. Welcome, Fernando. Thank you very much. Thank you, Lieutenant. Um, and Startup Couches, basically what we do is we have founders, amazing founders like Fernando, come on the couch to talk about their products, talk about the journeys that led to their product, talk about the growth they have experienced so far building these products so that, you know, we that are listening can be inspired and we could also do amazing things wherever it is we are. So jumping right into it, what is Divengo and how does it work? Devengo is uh, a platform uh, that provides pay tech solutions for payroll. We basically allow companies to elevate the payroll process and create value around uh, the payroll payments. And that includes uh, instant payments for payroll and a salary, a salary advance value proposition for the employees. Mm. That's really amazing. So, um, payroll products that has um, higher advanced. That is really, really amazing. Um, I think this is really, really interesting. Thank you, thank you, Latana. It's a, it's a, it's a beautiful space. Uh, it has to do with something that that that, that is like a, a basic principle, which is uh, if you have work for it, or then you have already earned it. Why shouldn't you have access to it? Right? So, and what we aim uh, at the Vengo is allowing people to access the liquidity of the job that they have already done. So, of you, that, that would tantamount to allow people, employees, to access their accrued wages, not having to wait for the payroll cycle to be completed and receive you know the the, the, the wage uh, as per the traditional uh, payment cycle but rather allow people to earn on demand yeah yeah that makes sense that's super flexible for employees which is really an amazing thing it, it makes it it makes the offering of you know employment from whatever company becomes even more attractive, right? Because now you could get your salary at any time, you know, and that's a strong value proposition. Indeed. So very curious here, how did you start Divengo? Can you tell me the founding story? Yeah, well, I, I sold my, my the, 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 the company that I had started up previous, which is a, a platform in July 2018, Batame operates in the buy now, pay later space. Uh, mm. Sorry, buy now, pay later space in Spain. Uh, when 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 I sold it, I started thinking about what would come next, and uh, this idea of of trying to synchronize the accrual with the the payment rate. Uh, was something that 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 sounded very attractive, right? And and one of the contexts where that where, where that idea could be of application is precisely uh, it's precisely payroll. 
right? Because typically, you know, people get paid, I don't know, every week, every 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 fortnight or, or monthly. Uh, yeah. So I, I thought, what if those cycles could be defined by by, by by the beneficiary, by the person receiving the funds, in the sense that if I have already earned three days of, of salary, why shouldn't have I access to that liquidity if I want to? So, so we, we thought that that idea of trying to reduce the payment cycle or even you know allow the payment cycle to be defined by 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 by, by, the, by the person that receives the funds um, sounded like an attractive idea, and yeah, that happened you know roughly a couple of years ago, and we launched the product in the beginning of uh, last year in January 2020, and and yeah, very very exciting first 18 months of operation, I should say. Yeah, yeah. Which is, you know, what I'm going to ask about next. How would you say you've grown the Vengo since, since you know, last year? Looking back to the... I think there have been and continue to be like an incredible amount of learning. So, like to be to to, to be very explicit, uh, I I I truly believe that this is a space of opportunity, but. Uh, the opportunity is not that easy to grab. There is a, there is somewhat of a riddle in still uh, challenges that need to be solved or thought for and solved. But having said so, I perceive these as a very fruitful space, uh, uh, and I think it's going to attract lots of innovation in the incoming years. Mm. Yeah. That's, that's really, that's really um, inspirational. I really, really believe that, yes, you know, the premise of the end receiver of these funds being able to dictate exactly when they get it is really, 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 really amazing. And I love the fact that you were coming from a strong... Um, credit background you know you already had a product you sold that was literally in the buy now and pay later space so that that's really really a lot of credibility right so um who are your core customer segment today i mean everybody every single employer should be your customer right but i I like to know how you do your customer um categorization how do you who's your lowest hanging fruit well that, that's that's an interesting question. Um, when I was when, when I was telling you that I perceived this to be a space of opportunity, uh, I, I think that uh, the evidence we have for that is that uh, we have so far built products around use cases that we have been able to identify and serve that are scaling uh, very fast but at the same time uh i we haven't cracked the nut of uh hacking the go-to market that is that that remains to be a challenge uh what i would call the traditional b2b to c approach is 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 very painful it's very sluggish the sales cycle is very 
tend to be very long. Uh, the, in, the, the integration with the payroll engine, you know, consumes lots of time. So I, I don't see that way to be, to be efficient enough. So what other ways are that there could be in place or should be put in place in order to make these uh, go-to-market strategy, you know, uh, uh, efficient enough? That, that remains a riddle to me. We are, of course, generating evidence and learning every day. So hopefully we will get to solve that challenge. But uh, uh, that, 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 is, that is something that definitely doesn't allow me to have a very clear idea on how to segment the market yet. Mm. Okay, I get that. That makes, that makes sense. But then I believe that you're very well equipped and at, it's just going to take time and you're going to get to the point where you figure that out also. Yeah, I mean, hopefully, yes. I mean, it, 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 it depends. I mean, in, in order to be in a position to categorize your clients, first you need scientists, right? Yeah. Uh, and we are we are now reflecting about that, which is a, some some people would say that's a very basic question, you know, to be to be reflecting on, you know, after after having been operating for eighteen months, and and and, and that is true, uh, but uh, to, to just to provide a hint, we we believe that there is a greater opportunity in this value chain going backwards than going towards the client, the, the, the final person. We believe that there is greater value going backwards uh, in a pure B2B model than in, a, in what I would call the traditional B2B2C model. And, uh, and of course, you know, there, 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 there are many opinions around this and, you know, there are different views and there are companies, you know, pursuing their different strategies. Only time will tell, you know, who was right. But, yeah, yeah, but, 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 but yeah, in, in, in a nutshell, this, I would say, is the most important real or challenge that we need to solve for in terms of go-to-market strategy. Yeah. So my next question for you is, what's the next big milestone for you at Divango? Um, and how have you been building this business? Has it been bootstrapped? Have you been raising venture capital? How have you been growing? So, so starting starting with the funding, we, we, we have raised so far 2.7 million euros, out okay. of which we have deployed 50% and we have still 50% uh, in, in the bank, which gives roughly uh, 20 months runway. Uh, okay. In terms of milestone, I. I'm a serial entrepreneur, and this time my ambition would be to get as close to break-even at the, the soonest. Instead of aiming at growing the fastest at whatever price, whatever the cost, now I'm focusing more on on, on sustainability and our own sustainability. So today we we make up for. Uh, around 17% of our monthly recurring costs uh, with our monthly recurring revenue. And I would say that the, 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 the milestone that we are pursuing is to be able to cover for half our recurring expenses with our recurring revenue. That would be the, 
the, the, the, the most important objective that we are pursuing at this point. Yeah, yeah. And I think you're already on a good path. You know, um, since it's just been 18 months, I think you're already on a good path. And I, I'm really hopeful that, you know, very soon that begins to cover up. Very kind, Matana. Thank you. Thank you very much for your wishes, man. Yeah, yeah. I think the very last question I have for you is, you've been you've been building a lot of products. You're a serial entrepreneur. So I, I'd like to know two, two things you would love to pass on to early stage founders today. Two lessons you've learned in your journey building products like the Vengo that you would like to pass on to another founder today. Well, yes. so, I mean, to provide like generic uh, feedback is, is always difficult, but, uh, but I, I would try to be, to be, to, to lean towards, towards principles that I, that I believe, you know, it's worth holding. Uh, first, uh, focus on, on generating evidence upon which, upon which, you know, learn and and make decisions rather than using hypotheses or opinions, right? It's uh, evidence is is much high quality raw material to work with than hypotheses and opinions. So that would tantamount to try to use the scientific method as, as much as possible. That would be one. Second is uh, when, when, when starting up, a company, the, 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 some design elements around around it could have a very significant uh, impact in in the in the valuation trajectory or the or the valuation potential trajectory of, of the company. One of those is uh, having a sound shareholders agreement in place, even between. Uh, founders and one very important thing to consider is to have when 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 when, when a startup is co-founded by, by different people but by, by you know say plural people like you know two three four people it's very important to 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 think uh, to think about about relevant dimensions like for example having all participations uh, Vested, so that you know, no one can free ride uh, after incorporation and say, "Hey, I don't want to belong to this startup anymore, but I will retain, you know, the shares sure. that I was given, you know, in in the incorporation deeds." Right? Th th those are typical, you know, errors that, that that you know are made by you know first-time entrepreneurs. That, that could significant that could pose a significant risk for for the venture itself and for its valuation maximization uh, objectives. The, the, the way to 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 tackle for this is to seek for advice of uh, you know existing entrepreneurs that typically you know would be very open in terms of uh, sharing their recommendations and. You know, by I mean, by, by, I mean, by means of of, of of being an example, I I would be very happy to provide uh, free advice to whomever is thinking about starting uh, a company anytime soon.
Yeah. Very, very, very valuable lessons. I think the one that stuck me or the one that stuck with me is, um, you know, understanding the relationship you have with your co-founders, seeing that it's going to be a long relationship and making sure that um, the, the, the interests of the people who are building this product are going to be protected, right? So something as simple as investing schedule initial this agreement could literally enforce something like this right so um it's very very important to think about the long term when you know trying to choose a co-founder trying to set up things with the co-founder and everything this is really really solid advice thank you so much Fernando. it's my pleasure yeah and on this note i'd like to say um thank you so much for coming on the couch it's been an interesting conversation what do you think yeah, I mean, thank you, thank you, Natana, for for for, for the opportunity to, to exchange ideas uh, with you, and you know, looking forward to continue the conversation going forward. Yeah, and for everyone else listening, make sure to subscribe, make sure to share this episode with your friends if you like it. You already know that every single week we bring you amazing people like Fernando on the couch to share their product journeys, to share their experiences and even their challenges. So be sure to stay tuned and until next time, yeah.